0: Empire Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, Mike Jones from USA Today and I discuss the Washington football team. Mike used to cover the team for the Washington Post, of course, and now reports on them from a national perspective, so I wanted to gauge where he felt they were at in the building process. He has a unique view because of his ties here. we also discussed the NFC East, which team he likes is the favorite and where Washington fits. The view from outside on the quarterbacks and more. Yes, we also touch on Tanya Snyder being named co-CEO and briefly discuss what we think it means. Don't forget you can follow Mike on Twitter at By Mike Jones and listen to his Football Jones podcast, part of the Empire Network and available wherever podcasts can be found. Also, if you live in the Richmond area, you can hear some replays of my podcast every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on the ESPN affiliate 1061. Okay, as far as the Snyder news goes, I think both Mike and I agree that there's another shoe about to drop with the NFL investigation. At some point, that has to come to an end and something must be announced. That's the feeling I also got from people in the organization after naming Tanya as a co-CEO. The feeling was kind of why name it why name her now? Snyder has owned the team since 1999. I think people like her. She seems to be savvy in business. Seems rather nice. It's not about qualifications. It's about timing. Washington has attempted to improve the organization by taking steps that former employees say Dan Snyder scoffed at for years. There's been a massive focus on diversity over the past year. All of that is good, and many longtime employees some of whom are no longer here, said it was necessary, if for no other reason than to bring different viewpoints into the organization. I know the attorneys representing the women who claimed they were sexually harassed. I think there's, there are 40 of them that they're repping, felt like they, they released a statement saying that this move was basically all about PR. Only Dan Snyder knows that truth. But perhaps if Tom Snyder is truly more involved, it can help. I have no idea at this point. I have to see what role she's going to play, um, et cetera. What this means for the investigation, nobody really has a clue. It might mean nothing. It might mean that Snyder is bracing for a suspension and wanted to get, you know, make sure his wife was in that position before anything happens. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know that. I don't know that anybody over there knows except for maybe Snyder. I don't know. Um, I do know that the two owners who received suspensions from the NFL were Eddie DeBartolo for ties to gambling and Jim Irsey for personal behavior. DeBartolo received a one-year suspension. Ursay was suspended for six games. Jerry Richardson was fined $2.75 million for what happened with him with um, sexual harassment issues in Carolina. But he'd already sold the team by the time the report came out, so there was he was gone. You couldn't suspend him. Then again, what if the NFL wants to make an example out of Snyder and the organization? This is a growing issue in society, so the NFL needs to take it seriously. And there's no chance Washington is the only team dealing with this. It's just the one that's been exposed. Will the NFL want to send a message to those teams? We'll see. But again, it could be this whole thing with Tanya Snyder. Could just be a natural progression? She's been involved more in the past year than she had before. Every time I talk to Jason Wright, he references Dan and Tanya Snyder because he meets with them both. Anyone who gets hired or discusses a big topic will cite both Snyder's so this was a continuation ongoing also as far as Dan's involvement I've said this before so hopefully you've listened but yeah he's been out of the building a lot more lately of course nobody was there during the pandemic or very few but one person I spoke with today said it was an unusual how absent he has been this person said the only time he saw him, he saw him once this spring that was at one of the um, spring workouts now he doesn't need to be in the building to be involved But in talking to others over the last few months, there has been a change. Ron Rivera stays in contact with Snyder. I believe he talks to him a couple times a week, um, but they seem to have a good thing going there. Others say they're not getting as many of those late-night calls as they used to. How long that lasts? Probably as long as the team is doing well or keeps improving. I don't know. If this is a new guy, who knows? But we've heard about changes before, and, and we've seen where that's gone. I know former employees are skeptical but Snyder has never been in this situation. Some who know him say he might have seen how close he could come to losing it all. Time will tell the real impact. I doubt the NFL wants this wants this whole situation to carry him to training camp. I ju- what I know is I'm supposed to be on vacation, so I'm guessing it will somehow get ruined. Last year, I was supposed to take a few weeks at this time. Got, I didn't take a single day off until the middle of September. So I'm kind of bracing for at least a couple of days where it gets disrupted by this. But again, don't know what it means. And I think you could separate the two new, or the two situations the time Snyder news from the impending investigation, which back in April, Roger Goodell said was nearing an end. Still not, st- still not, still haven't seen anything yet. Excuse me for the poor wording there. Um, but that's where we're at. And again, it's not about time Snyder's qualifications. I think, as my friend Rick Snyder said on his Rick Snyder's Washington on on Twitter, Dan Snyder can do what he wants. And so if he wants to name his wife as CEO, he's allowed to do that. I just think that after this last year, you keep waiting for the next shoe, and that's always going to be there. So anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with my conversation with my friend and colleague, Mike Jones. Does he see a different organization on the football side than the one he used to cover?
1: I'm Byron Kerr,
0: your host for the Curly W Podcast. Join me on the Curly W for the very latest on the Washington Nationals. We'll give you an inside look as to what's happening with the Nats right now and give you also a chance to visit with Nats players and coaches, present and past, to tell you what it's like and what they hope to accomplish with the Nationals. From Fredericksburg to Nats Park, West Palm Beach to Rochester, Wilmington to Harrisburg, it's all Nats baseball. Subscribe to Curly W wherever you get your podcasts. Another great show from Empire Media. Welcome back. Now, here's my conversation with USA Today's Mike Jones. All right, Mike, obviously, before we get started with football talk, we have to talk barbecue. And I am curious if there's anything that you've been smoking, grilling lately that you need to brag about.
1: Uh, You know, I haven't gotten a whole lot of opportunity to do a whole lot of smoking this summer. I was on vacation last week um, in the Outer Banks and I grilled, I think, four. Of the, the five nights I was there, um did burgers, stuffed burgers um one uh week. It was stuffed with mozzarella and bacon, um, mm-hmm. then uh London broil another night. Um, and then it was uh chicken, you know, just boneless, skinless chicken that I had, had marinated. Um, and then you know, the hot dogs and burgers again. So I haven't gotten a whole lot of time. I did mm-hmm. do some ribs earlier this um Early, early, I guess it was late spring, but I've been, my weekends have been tied up so much with travel basically, so I haven't gotten the chance to smoke. I was like, man, like I'm, the summer is racing away, you know?
0: Well, it's funny because I haven't used my smoker in a couple of weeks. I'm like, why haven't I been, because we've been either out of town um, or like the weekend, it just hasn't worked out. Or like there's always been something for several weeks. We had a wedding, we're at a lake house, we're at this, we're at that. It's just me and my, my wife and I. And so sometimes mm-hmm. it's that small a number like well maybe we won't do anything now um so it's been but i've grilled a lot and okay. um, i actually used a cedar plank with the salmon a couple weeks ago um, which was which was pretty good it's just it yes. was different so that was pretty good um but otherwise like i need to get back and pizza i do the the homemade grilled pizza okay right it. yeah and, and but i'm doing the homemade dough now too though
1: oh yes, um, nice. okay yeah i'm yeah. trying
0: to take I'm trying to go next level. Next on level.
1: Yeah, I haven't it. done that in a while since you first told me. I did wind up doing it that uh, summer um, that you told me about it, and I haven't since. I, that's a good idea. That's something yes. i got to get back it's, to well. it's,
0: the Kids, Kids love it, and, and I like it. So mm-hmm. anyways, so let's get to Washington. So part of the reason I wanted to have you on, you're good, but also because you covered this franchise. And you were here when there were expectations for a season. Now you're on the outside – with this franchise having expectations, how do you view where they're at right now?
1: Um, I still think they're they're building. Um, I don't in any way see them as next level contenders. I I mean, look they they won their division. It was a weird year. It was a down year for everybody, um, but they eked it out, um, and and that's great. That's positive. They have something to build on, um, but. I still have real questions about their quarterback position because, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick can look great for five games and then turn into a pumpkin. And, you know, is he going to bounce back? You know, is that going to happen again? Do they turn to Taylor Heineke after he struggles for a while? I don't know. So, um, you know, retooling that offensive line is, you know, raises more questions for me. And so I don't know. I think that. Dallas is going to be improved. Eagles, we don't know about. The Giants, you think maybe they'd be improved. I think Washington will be in the thick of things, but I don't see them as favorites. Um, I don't see them as a team that looks like they're ready to go on a deep playoff run. Uh, Again, they'll be competitive when you got that defense, you know, and they've added to their offensive weapons, but I still have questions about them.
0: Do you see them? Do you see this building project differently than maybe some of the others? Because we both cover teams where they felt like they went into a season feeling good and then it would go south or it wouldn't quite go to where they thought it would. Do you view this differently at all?
1: Not I mean, I Bill, I, I do sense that and maybe it's a good thing. There's no buzz like you remember that that you would have like one promising year, then there was this huge expectation. Uh- From the fan base or from the team i feel like this is more of a gradual maybe more of a natural progression type of thing i think i would feel better if they had drafted a quarterback so you knew, okay you got fitzpatrick for this year and you're grooming a guy behind him and so you could tell where the future where this thing was going um it kind of almost feels like another placeholder year at quarterback um but again i guess you're setting the table right now so then you get that kid and um again their defense is really good you know, they've added pieces on offense, but I, I guess, unlike, you know, after that first RG three season, we thought, okay, Hey, this team's going to be good for a long time. And the bottom fell out, or maybe uh, the Gruden playoff win season, you thought, okay, Hey, they're going to build on this thing. The bottom fell out. I, I I just feel like this is gradual steps forward. Um, You know, everything around Fitzpatrick, on offense as far as like the the wide receiver position uh, has improved. Uh, The running backs are more experienced, so they should help. Uh, The defense, you know, the back end, a little maybe some questions about for me, but I just feel like naturally they're taking steps forward. No big jump and no, you know, unreasonable expectations, but just it's a process, and I think we're seeing that process unfold rather than expecting some overnight magical um transformation
0: and i think you know it's funny because that's a great point because in the past after after rg3's first year i mean you know i think one of our colleagues predicted a super bowl run now i will say this i didn't exactly predict a 3 and 13 year either i think yeah. i had them um, win probably 10 games and getting to the nfc championship something like that i expected a playoff run as well i think a lot of people did right mm-hmm. I mean, right you yeah. know how internally people are talking i mean remember seeing a guy uh, after the Cowboys game, he's like, that guy's going to get a lot of people paid. So the expectations were huge. And after Kirk's play, the 15-year, the expectations were to build on that. Mm -hmm. So you're right. I think think what seems to have people, the fans, excited here isn't so much like, hey, what are they going to do this year as much as they're actually building it maybe the right way for the first time in a long time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And, again, I just – I see, you know, they've got that young core, that front seven there. Um, I like what they've done there. Um, My Just my real big question is quarterback. Um, And uh, what about you? I mean, do you see, is it as big a question for you about quarterback and the fact that you know there's an expiration date on Fitzpatrick and no clear successor? Um, that's why I'm kind of like, I have this uneasiness yeah. about it, but maybe you No, you- I, am
0: with you on that because I think you have, you know, I think there's a, there's a definite ceiling with what they have here. And so I think that's going to hold them back this year. I think where that's where the building process comes into play because this is, I don't, I think one of the differences in the past, they always seem to think, as you know, they always felt they were close. They are like the, the rear view mirror objects yeah. in the mirror are closer than they appear. Like they felt like they were closer to a title than they were. I think what I like about this time so far is that they didn't go out and make an over-aggressive play for a quarterback. Now you could have drafted one, but they didn't make the over-aggressive play giving up too much capital. They opted to, you don't like the guy, let's keep building Mm -hmm. and then go get the guy. And so I think that's the part I like. Now we don't know if that's going to work, but that's, so I do have the same questions at quarterback, like, we know who's going to be the guy this year, it'll be Fitzpatrick. And then if he fails and Heineke or Kyle Allen come in and they felt like they can get through the year with this group, with what's around them, but to win in the future, you're going to have to improve. So I'm still with you there, but I like that. It may be that when they have that guy next year, they're being plugged into a better situation than they've had in a long time. So that's where it's a short-term, long-term view short-term quarterback still a question long-term the way they're building may end up to be more fruitful for them that's kind of how I view it
1: yeah no that makes a lot of sense um and you know and and you're right they do have Kyle Allen and and Heineke so maybe if it's not Fitzpatrick they do have somebody that they can turn to so that that, you know and and I mean unless they you, you hope that they're not drafting in the top 10 next year. Um, So that means that quarterback might need a little bit of time, you know? um, Or, yeah.
0: And uh, and the part part of my thinking too, Mike, has been, and what I've gathered throughout the off season is when they looked at the Rams, the 49ers, their aggressive plays for mm -hmm. quarterbacks. Right. but they felt like those franchises were in a closer position to give up that capital. They could afford yeah. to give up that capital because the roster they had around that guy and right. the chiefs with Andy Reid, who was a close friend of, of um, Ron Rivera's when they went out and got Mahomes that they were in position. They had the roster built around that position. So that's why I think like this off season, what I thought might happen this off season was they would get a little bit more draft capital for next year to make that aggressive play to go get a guy. But I still think there are ways they can do that. Um, But I think that's why I say, I think if they have a, if they win 10 games with this quarterback crew and the quarterback play is just okay, but around them looks pretty good. They'll, I think they'll go make an aggressive play for a guy. So that, so I think like that, that's why I say the difference seems to me in this time is that they're taking a longer view of this. I think, you know, then, again with and and back in RG three second year they had that cap penalty they really couldn't do a whole lot and the right. defense absolutely needed improving, yeah. and after Kirk's year like you remember how like, you know how close they felt like they were
1: yeah you
0: yeah. know I think that so I don't know that's why I wondered from your you know it, your from where your vantage point is I wondered how you viewed that. Because you were here and you saw it, and now you're on the outside and you're seeing it from a different lens, and that's why I wonder if it was different for you this time.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like that again. They'll be in the thick of things. They'll 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 have some some really good outings, and they'll have some you know questionable outings. I still think that they're maybe a year, maybe two yeah. away from being legit, you know, contenders until they get that quarterback position right. involved. Um, so. No, I don't think that they're, you know, Super Bowl contenders this year. I don't unless they go out in free agency next year and get some really awesome quarterback or make a trade or something like that. I don't see them as Super Bowl contenders next year. But again, that's a I long think that's
0: right. I think we'll see. But I do think that's the, that's going to be the question hanging over them. But um, it's been explained, you know, or at least heard that um, they want. If you can't get that guy, keep building until you do get him. Right. What do you hear about? Taylor Heineke from people on the outside, you know, and I know what I hear from people around the league. What do you hear?
1: Um, That that I mean, as far as a competitor, um, he got a lot of respect last year. Um, He did some nice things. Things that he's small and durability are are the the big question marks there. Um, You know, people around the league definitely like, wow, that kid. That kid looks like he could play. Now, you know, the other team didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for him, uh, but he himself didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare uh for them either he was in uh, but, a
0: classroom a month earlier
1: right um but you know i think that the real question is just durability because he's had a, a limited amount of games where he's finished healthy um you know throughout his career uh but he's a guy that it's good to have on your roster he's a good guy to be able to plug in here and yeah. there um you know and say fitzpatrick is struggling maybe he you you plug him in you have a couple good weeks and you know Fitzpatrick gets his mind right again and he'd go back to him, um, you know. But but he, I don't know – I haven't heard anybody say that they see him as the future. Um, right. But just they're like, hey, th- that guy's got something there and, you know, he's a good guy to have um, in your organization.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was talking to somebody else um, with another team and they said – I said, why was this guy out of the league for two years? If he went out and did this, why was he out of the league? He said, well, part of it was – in a workout setting, you're not going to see all that the kid has to offer. Right. And, you know, he didn't have the greatest of film before. Okay, whatever. But in a workout setting, you're going to take the guy who's got the bigger arm, the you mm-hmm. know, faster, bigger, whatever, said so now the difference is now if he became free, somebody else is going to pick him up because yeah. now you saw him in a game and you saw a different side of him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And the thing that really makes a difference for quarterbacks is their ability to improvise when things break right. down you know and so if you're in a workout or just to practice you know a controlled environment you're gonna only see so much of him but he demonstrated a real fire competitive fire um he, he demonstrated escapability, ability to make something out of nothing um and so that helps um and again if you have a guy say fitzpatrick got hurt and you had to plug him into a game He's a perfect guy for that because, you know, he'll know the offense, but he also can go off script and help you And the team won't have a lot of preparation for him. Um, But is he a guy you can really build around because of his lack of size and the durability issues? That's the real question there.
0: What's your trust level in Fitzpatrick? i mean <laughs> you don't have to say more <laughs> i think we just
1: <laughs> again he'll be good for four or five games and then he's going to be ryan kitzpatrick and start throwing a lot of interceptions and um you know you're just they're gonna be some some real maddening performances you know everywhere he's been the bottom always drops out um you know after you know a month or maybe, you know, six games. Now he did uh, provide sparks late in the year when they went back to him in Miami. But again, I mean, and he's a year older now too. I mean, I know he says he's playing his best football right now, um, but you uh, kind of are who you are at, at this. Well, point. I
0: think in sixteen, do, can you play that? At like there, you know, he hasn't, can you do that over 16, 17 games? That's the question that I have yep. with him. This, you brought the NFC East a little bit earlier. When you look at it, um, how do you see Dallas at this point?
1: Um, now, their defense I still have questions about. Uh, now they drafted you know, a, lot, a number of defensive players. Uh, but offensively, I think they'll be better. Um, I, I thought – I mean, yeah, I know that even with Dak, I mean, he was putting up big numbers and they were losing games. But I think that this coaching staff – they had Russ to knock off. Um, And I think maybe they overestimated themselves thinking they had it figured out. I mean, Mike McCartney, he was supposedly studying and um, prepping and everything like that, but, you know, being away from the game, you still, you know, there's some, some catching up to do, but I think Dak is going to be very motivated. Um, They've got good pieces around him, you know, as far as weapon goes, offensive line, maybe a little questions here and there. Um, But I think that they're going to bounce back. Um, and the way that they finished the season, even, um, you know, with Andy Dalton, I think showed that they were starting to figure things out. Now they've got a new defense coordinator. Dan Quinn um, is going to come in there. I think that he will get uh, more out of that unit than what um, they were getting. Uh, so I, I looking at all those teams, I think they're the favorite to win the NFCs. Okay. Um you know? and so and you're
0: obviously you're assuming there that Dak is going to be back to being Dak again.
1: Yeah, I mean and he's close right now. I mean he he has said that he if he had to go play a game that he would be able to do that. Um and I think they'll still be cautious throughout training camp and kind of hold him back a little bit, but um you know he got paid, but he feels like he's not a guy who's gonna be like, Oh, I got paid, I'm good now. He got right. paid and he wants to prove I'm worth it. This is why they paid me. And coming off that injury, he's super motivated. He he wants to be a difference maker there. Um so I think that he's going to be fine. Um I've got I just I just feel like when you look at the teams out there, I just have real questions. You got a first-year head coach um in Philly, you know, I still I don't know Jalen Hurts, you know, questions about him um they're aging on defense um their wide receiver core they really always you know for some reason continue to struggle to uh find talent there at that position um and then the Giants um you know healthy Saquon Barkley should help Daniel Jones but I'm not really sold yet on Daniel Jones either Yeah, I'm not either so that's why I look at him and I'm like well okay Washington will be in the thick of things but Dak might be the difference maker when it comes down between Dak and Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: Right. And, you know, it's funny because with Daniel Jones, I mean, he's beaten this franchise a few times. Yeah. And I think Washington fans probably have a different view, might have a different view of him compared to everybody else, because he always seems to play well against this team, which is really right. odd. I don't like what would you be your like what's holding you back on him and also their offensive line. Did they do enough there? Because I think they add obviously Galladay and then Kadarius Tony. But did they do anything on the line that, you know, do, what's your confidence level on their line?
1: Um, I, I have questions about that as well. Um, and you know, he he fumbles the ball a lot. Uh, Consistency is is a big issue with him. Again, he looks great against Washington, but uh, as a whole, um, he's very inconsistent. He's got to do a better job of taking care of the ball. Um, you know, and then you just wonder, okay, the protection, is he going to be protected enough so he can actually work through progressions and things like that? Again, there are times when you think, Oh, maybe so. And then there are times when you look at him and you're just like, this guy still just hasn't got it. Um, yeah. Now you're going into year three. But last year, you know, he was learning a new offense. So he'll have some continuity this year of going from, you know, year two in an offense. So that might help him. Um, Again, being able to run the football should ease some pressure on him. But they're still – I think they're far away. Um, it
0: depends on when Barkley comes back too because, it, you know, I don't think yeah. we know – if he's no. going to be there when he's and you don't sometimes. know if
1: he's going to be just like himself or it's right. going to take a little while. I mean, because you know, sometimes you know, guys will say it's not till a year after right. um, they come back that they start feeling that way. So I don't know. I'm not scared of the Giants if I'm a Washington fan. I think that the team that you're looking at is really Dallas, mm-hmm. um, even though that Dallas, you know, was very disappointing last year, but they have continuity, they have, you know, Uh, the quarterback who's been there, his future is now, you know, no longer in doubt. He can play freely. um, And just, there's just so many questions in Philly. So that I think Washington and Dallas are the two teams um, that are going to be going, you know, back and forth to that division.
0: And then um, the wall street journal came out with a story with talking to Dan Snyder Named, I guess they named Tanya Snyder co CEO, which has been something that has been an unofficial designation for about the past year. What did you make of that that article and, and anything with that?
1: I mean, it's not entirely surprising because of the fact that anytime in the last year or so that you hear people talk about them or whenever they send out press releases, even it's always you know, Dan and Tanya Snyder, um, Jason Wright, uh, always make sure he mentions her. Um, so it had been, it seemed like they were more involved, um, you know, more joined at the hip, her being more involved in things like that. Um, will it make a whole difference? I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, a couple people I, I check with in the organization, um, they're like, well, it definitely, you know, it kind of it looks better. Um, you've got, you know, her on board with him. And, you know, they pointed to kind of how, you know, Buffalo and um, the Browns, you know, they always are, you know, talking, to, you know, the husband and wife team of those teams like that. Uh, but I, I don't know that this is something that's, you know, going to significantly change the way Washington goes about business.
0: Do you wonder about anything with the timing of the article? I mean, there's still that investigation. We still haven't seen the results of that yet. Do, do you is there any dots to connect or connectors anything there or is that just too far well,
1: I mean you just never know with this team, but I did you know whenever they announce something and it always seems to come you know they they give it to the you know the to the Wall Street Journal, and then something happens, so I did say, okay well, what shoe's about to drop um uh, but I haven't heard anything, yeah, I um, haven't either to suggest like oh, this is coming, but they never just make announcements just to you know make announcements. There's always, I mean, I think it was last year um, when they announced that they were changing the name of the street to Joe Gibbs way or something like that. And it was still trying to get ahead of, you know, negative publicity. So if something happened, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I haven't heard from anybody that anything is brewing just right now.
0: And I haven't either. I am supposed to be on vacation, so I'm not supposed to be hearing anything. So you know I'm trying to see if I can get through this summer with getting some actual time off. So um, uh, Mike. Let's talk about your podcast real quick. Um, tell people where they can get it. What your plans are for the season, and also, I think they need to go back and check out. Was it Freddie Stevenson you had on recently?
1: Yeah, I had him on. Um, and you know that was a different kind of story because, right. um, you know, he is a guy who, former Florida State fullback, um, uh, got a shot in the NFL. He he grew up in poverty. Um, and, you know, his dad was in, was incarcerated, his mom trying to take care of the five children, very, very poor. Um, and he promised his mom I'm gonna make it to the NFL. Um, and he winds up getting a standout spot in high school, uh, scholarship to college, uh, goes undrafted, gets to the NFL, and it doesn't quite work out. Um, and so he talks about kind of, um, how he had to reset things in his life because he started going down a wrong path. And so it wasn't the uh, Hollywood or Disney type of, oh, yay, I made it to the NFL, take care of my mom, change their lives. But he's also finding a way to use his struggles uh, to change the lives of young people. So that was one of my most recent um, podcast episodes. And then uh, the same week, this is week before last, have Mike Tannenbaum, former mm-hmm. Jets GM, um, who you know I get asked a lot, by some young kids like, how do I become a GM? you know, Or how do I get a job in the NFL? And so Mike talked about his career path and gave some real good guidance on, if you want a career in the NFL, these are, this is the majors. These are the majors you should consider. These are the path choices, and this is the work ethic you have to develop. So that was really good. Um, I'm going to have Aaron Jones and his brother Alvin Jones, uh, the Packers running back, and uh, Alvin Jones um, had a little cup of coffee with the Ravens. Going to have them on talking about uh, some stuff they're doing for military. They're both military brats um, and uh, what they're doing to try to make a difference uh, for for young people um, in, in the country. Um, that's coming up uh, this week. But, yeah, the season will be here before you know it. Um, my training camp tour, I'm putting the final touches on the planning there. But it looks like I'm going to be bouncing from Green Bay to Kansas City to the Raiders to the Rams, the 49ers, the Chargers. So there's going to be we're going to be back in front of uh reporters i mean yeah. uh, players and coaches it looks like so how you know podcast episodes of that looking at two podcasts a week so um you know on the empire media network here sister uh you know our parent uh, company for us and uh you you can find it on iTunes Spotify and uh YouTube as well it's all
0: And people have to realize you always get good guests and that's what it is. It's also your insight too that you get your offering and that other one. But I will say after the Freddie Stevenson one, my son who's doing video stuff for empire, he texts me. He's like, you've got to listen to this. This is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Wow. So I'm like so, and he listened to my podcast. So, he's, <laughs> but but you know, but I don't blame him because that was a that was a really good one. But my point is, he was really excited after hearing that, and he's like, "You've got to listen to this; it's great." So, for people yeah. out there, it doesn't doesn't have to pertain to Washington for it to be interesting or good, and and that's yeah. one thing.
1: You know. And that's that's the thing is like. They're, the NFL is so full of stories, um, and, you know, these are fascinating people. And that's one thing I like about this job, and I know yeah. you do too, is that you always learn something. Um, yeah. And so it doesn't matter who I talk to, what team they're from. I'm always learning something um, and, you know, shedding some light. And, look, if you are a Washington fan, uh, you have all the days to listen to uh, the John Kim Report. And then, you know, after you listen to his, maybe when you're driving back home, you need something else to listen to, you know? Yeah, so, well, and I was saying, there's there you go. And, all, yeah. those, all those yeah. podcasts on the network that you can, you know, there's seven days a week and, you know, there's five hours the day. every day.
0: Well, listen, people be driving back to work. You're going to need something, right? So, yep. but, and I, and my training camp stuff will be a lot of 10 minute daily updates with a longer one, maybe at the end of the week. But just because you want daily updates, that means you have time for Mike's podcast.
1: There you go. go. There we go. There you go.
0: Mike, awesome stuff. Thanks a lot for coming on.
1: All right, man. Thanks for having me. I'll be talking to you.
0: That's it for this episode. I'll have another one up Thursday. I believe it will be with Washington running back Jarrett Patterson, unless there's some other news. Regardless, I'll talk to you next time.